Welcome to the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I have been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast, which is named after the song by The Who, is about my experience behind the story, what my experience is doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you everyone for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is episode 72. We publish monthly with a new episode posting on the second Wednesday of each month. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com as it is the highest quality audio and avoids copyright restrictions. This episode is on my very brief but unforgettable experiences with Robert Smith and The Cure. Here are a few snapshots of my experiences with Robert Smith and The Cure. I should start by saying I am not exactly a Cure fan. Before you press stop on this podcast, I did try. The first time I saw The Cure was in 1983 on a bootleg Betamax tape of Top of the Pops in post-Islamic Revolution Iran. It was the song The Love Cats. Honestly, I wasn't 100% sure of Robert Smith's gender, not that it mattered. I couldn't quite get into The Love Cats. Then in fall of 1997, The Cure were releasing a singles compilation, Galore, and my editor at Hits Magazine asked me to interview Robert Smith for it. I told him I wasn't a fan, but that pretty much everyone else on the planet was, and it might be better to have another writer conduct the interview. He insisted I do the interview because I wasn't a fan and that he wanted my snarky tone in the piece. I said fine, but I also reiterated my disclaimer of not being a fan and not knowing much about The Cure. My interview with Robert was over the phone on September 25th, 1997. He was at his home in the UK. I told him pretty early on in the conversation that I was not a fan of The Cure and he was both gracious about it and amused by it too. I said I didn't mind the odd single here and there. He suggested I get Galore and Standing on a Beach, their previous singles collection, and bookend my CD collection with them, which I seriously considered, but 26 years later, I still haven't done it. We had a very relaxed conversation, very irreverent. When we hit the half hour mark, which was our time limit for the interview, I told him I would let him go. But he asked if I didn't have something pressing to do, would I mind staying on the phone with him and carrying on our conversation as he was really enjoying talking to me and he was home alone sitting in his garden. Whether or not I like The Cure, this is a delightful thing to hear from anyone, especially someone like Robert Smith. So we kept talking and I asked him if he was wearing makeup, especially a signature red lipstick, I believe it was Mary Quant. He said yes, which I had to give him a little bit of a hard time about but he explained that his wife liked him in makeup. And earlier he was at the train station and he put his face on for that. With every sentence, I liked Robert more, and by the time we hung up, I was almost a Cure fan. If you'd like to read that interview in its entirety, you can become a paid subscriber to the Pictures of Lily newsletter on Substack, where I will be posting it.
A month later, the Cure were coming to Los Angeles to an unusually small show at the American Legion Hall. I called their publicist at the time, who is still a good friend of mine, and asked to meet Robert in person. He said he was glad I had called because Robert had asked him about meeting me in person too. This rocked my world, and we arranged for me to meet them at the hotel and go to dinner. I went to the hotel, which was the Mondrian, which is still there in West Hollywood. This was on October 27, 1997. The whole band were there, not that I knew them, but they were super friendly and fun. I remember Roger the best from that evening. Robert was there, but he wouldn't speak to me. He had no attitude or any kind of weirdness, but I recognized he was super shy. We went to dinner at a Thai place, Talisse, down the street. Between the band and everyone else in the Cure entourage, there was quite a few of us at the table. Robert sat across from me and didn't talk much, but I did try and chat to him every once in a while. When the food came, I put my hair up in a scrunchie on top of my head. Robert lit right up when I did that and he said, I like your hair like that. You look shocked. I told him it was my food eating hairdo so I wouldn't get strands in my mouth. This hairstyle really got him talking as he asked me if I was coming to the record signing at Virgin Records after dinner. I said no because I didn't want to stand around while genuine Cure fans cried and fainted in his presence. It didn't seem right or fun, frankly. But he said that when he did record store signings, they let him take whatever he wanted from the stock and that I could pick what I wanted if I came. I asked if that applied to imports as well and he said yes, so I said I would come. He asked if I would wear my hair up, but in two bunches. I said sure, it didn't matter what I looked like when he was around, no one would be looking at me, but that I didn't have a second scrunchie. He asked if he could find something to put my hair up, would I do it? I said yes, but that it couldn't be office rubber bands as they pull your hair and really hurt. I went back to my dinner. He got up and I thought he went to the restroom, but he came back with two office rubber bands for my hair. The rest of the guys in the band told him, she said, not to get those as it pulls her hair. So I went with my hair up in one bunch. While the band were doing the signing at the store, I went shopping, quote unquote. One of the guys in the band gave me his beanie, I think it was the drummer, and I filled it to overflowing with CDs and one VHS tape of The Jungle Book. To this day, when people come over and see that tape, they always comment on it and I always say that Robert Smith got it for me. When the signing was over, it was one of the most high-intensity experiences of my life getting out of the store, into the van, and back to the hotel, all the time keeping Robert safe. Everything was moving very fast. I thought they were going to forget me, but they used me as another shield for Robert. They rushed us into the van and put Robert in the middle. I was by the window, and I was worried that fans would mistake my hair for his. The driver tore down the street at breakneck speed and turned into the driveway of the hotel in traffic. They opened the door and everyone ran for the elevators and I was just left standing there, stunned. It was an anticlimactic end to the evening, but it was the most rock and roll experience of my life. It wasn't over because there was still the show at the American Legion Hall the next day on October 28th. I got a call the very next morning from a friend whose partner was involved with Marilyn Manson in some semi-professional capacity. They asked me to get Manson on the list for The Cure's gig. My response was, how on earth do you know that I have anything to do with The Cure? Our dinner was just a few hours ago. It's not like there was any social media then. But I said I would ask the publicist and they took care of it. I took my first ever editor from my school paper, Stacy, to the show, who is a huge Cure fan. We had very good passes and spent a lot of time in the dressing room where Marilyn Manson showed up with a gaggle of super young girls. I didn't notice how young they were until Stacy pointed it out, and I learned the slang term Lodi that night. That show was the only Cure gig I have ever seen, and those were my only in-person Cure-related experiences. 
These days, an old friend of mine does the Cure's front of house and Robert keeps him very busy. My friend loves working for the Cure and Robert is very down to earth from what I understand and does all the organizing himself. Down to earth was also, of course, my experience with Robert. That's a snapshot of my brief but high-intensity experiences with Robert Smith and The Cure. You can watch a video version of me talking about this experience on Instagram, where I spoke to Vinyl Junkie about it in 2020. I will link that in the podcast. As I've mentioned for the last year and a half, there's a Pictures of Lily newsletter that goes out every couple of weeks that you can subscribe to for free. For my paid subscribers, I will have a special bonus newsletter that includes the interview I did with Robert for Hits Magazine in 1997. I reread it prior to this podcast, and it's even more irreverent than I remembered. Robert sounds very different in it than you would expect, and if anyone is snarky, it's him, but with a lot of humor as well. I will link the newsletter in this podcast if you'd like to subscribe to it. That Robert Smith interview will post shortly. In our next episode, I'm going to be talking about my one-time experience interviewing Christine and the Queens for the cover of Flood magazine. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or Instagram or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.